Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom Friday Hour on a Saturday. And today's date is the 3rd of December, 2016. And we're going to do something a little different today rather than talk about the news. We're going to talk about some stuff that we've been uh, experiencing and things like that. And here's the reason why. The news is just horrible. If you've been following us on Facebook, on our Fifth Hook Media page, Facebook, normally we're posting... I don't know, four or five stories every couple of days. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I haven't posted anything since last Friday or last Saturday when we did the show because the news is only about one thing. Trump. Trump and those against Trump. That's Mm -hmm. all all they talk about. That's even um, on the other news feeds that I have that are not mainstream news feeds. That's all there is. Trump. Yeah, and it's boring. (laughs) It's boring. It's um, uneventful. I get tired of of reading or hearing about the divided America, Mm -hmm. those who want to go forward and those who don't want to go forward. Mm -hmm. And I get tired. It's annoying. Every Mm -hmm. restaurant I go to, they have the TV on. I look up. CNN is on. Fox is on. And it's the same blabberheads Mm -hmm. talking about the same nonsense over and over again. Yeah. The election for a year and a half, that's all we heard about. Trump, Hillary, Trump, Hillary. All we heard about was like a big soap opera. Mm-hmm. Now it's over. Instead of moving on, it's just a soap opera. Mm-hmm. It's it's very, very boring mm-hmm. because there's just a whole lot more going on. Yeah, than just that. Than this. So, frankly, I haven't been able to post anything, nor do I have the time to shift through nonsense to put on the Facebook page. So we're going to do something a little different and talk Mm -hmm. about something that we think is more important than bobbleheaded media nonsense. Right. Yeah. I had a, you know, a lot of times, many times the Lord uh, speaks to me upon my waking. I'm not fully awake yet, but I'm just coming out of my sleep state. And that's when he usually talks to me or gives me lessons or insights about things. This one particular morning, it was about a week ago, and I believe it was a Tuesday. I woke up um, with the scripture that said, just as Jonah was three days in the belly of the whale, so shall the son of man be three days in the heart of the earth. And on the third day, he shall rise again and sit at the uh, right hand of the father. And he will come again in the glory of the father with his holy angels. And that kept coming to me over and over and over again. So much so that when I woke up, I felt compelled to speak it out. And this was early in the morning, so the only two that heard me (laughs) were my dogs and I preached it. And when I did, there was an an excitement in my spirit. I mean, I was elated and I was really, really excited that the Lord Jesus was returning so much so that I raised up my hands and I praised the Lord for his salvation. I, I, I just kept saying, Jesus, 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 come. And it was just an excitement that I was starting to do the holy dance, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know? And 
I, it, the joy that I felt, I could not contain. And I went to my prayer room and I prayed and it was just a wonderful morning. And then when I, uh, when Brother Kapow woke up and we were discussing things, I mentioned that to him. And as I was explaining it to him, that bubble kept coming up and I was so excited and um, it was the same scriptures, you know, about the um, no Jonah in the belly of the whale, Jesus Christ being in the heart of the earth mm-hmm. and his dying and on the third day rising and that he is seated at the right hand of the father and he will come again. And when I told Brother Kapow that, I just started emoting and there was such a joy. I mean, to me, it felt like the Lord was going to come at any moment. I mean, it was just this excitement. And then even when I was taking a shower, I just couldn't stop saying those scriptures. And I got blessed again in the shower. And it was, it was an amazing experience because the, the, the joy and the elation was just so, um, so huge that if I didn't say it out loud, I thought I was going to burst inside. It was, it was hard for me to contain it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Um, I want to say it was strange, but it was a little strange. It's um, it was, it's from God because mm-hmm. Satan, Satan doesn't give people um, that kind of uh, excitement about Christ's return. Yeah, <laughs> Satan doesn't give people that kind of um, a teaching, or you know, joy, a, a, or-, or joy, or anything like that, or you know, just the excitement about uh, you know Christ's kingdom. So it was from God. But um, why that happened, and uh, exactly at that time, and what it what it means, I know I know on the surface what it means, but why that happened to her? This was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, and I could sit here and uh, try to pretend like I know, but I don't know, and so I really can't give commentary on it. Mm-mm. When she first um, was experiencing this, I mean, she was really elated. Mm-hmm. And so much so, she started doing a little Holy Ghost dance uh, on her. Yeah, she just started like dancing around and and like, oh my, you know, she just was so excited. Like, you know, God's going to come. Jesus is returning. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, with my little analytical brain, I was trying to put together three days, you know, in the in the whale, three days, I'm sorry, in the, the great fish that mm-hmm. was prepared. Uh, three days in the great fish that was prepared, three days in the earth. You know, so I was telling her, I go, no, I know... You know, God's not going to tell you in three days Jesus is coming no. back. Uh-uh. He's that's that's not biblical. No, and I so he's not going to do that. So um, as as exciting as that would be, and mm-hmm. as much as I would like to say, you know, at that time last Tuesday, hey, by Friday, Christ is coming. We're out of here, right? As much as I would like to say that, I knew I couldn't Mm-mm. because that was not biblical. Right? That's not true, um, and that's not what was giving you no it was just three days yeah it was just the elation of jesus coming back mm-hmm. the, the excitement that and that he was coming back soon that's but, that's the feeling i got yes so there wasn't any specific time frame uh-uh. but it was soon uh, and then but the the part that in my logical brain i couldn't put together is what's the tie-in between three days and the great fish mm-hmm the resurrection three days into the the earth and then his return what was it the glory of god with his angels yeah that he would return in the glory of the father with his holy angels yes so that was like well how how do i tie that all in Mm -hmm. what is that all about i still don't know Mm -hmm. maybe one of you guys know but i i really don't know on the surface yeah you know you go yeah it's all great but you know when you just try to break it down what is the tie between that and his return, right? Uh, because my understanding is, three days in the great fish was uh, Christ used that as symbolism for his resurrection. Three days in the earth, in mm-hmm. the underground, mm-hmm. where he declared the gospel and his victory in triumph mm-hmm. over his his enemies. And then, so when we think about his return, we think about the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. So in my brain, I'm thinking, well, maybe our whole concept of that is skewed. Mm-hmm. It's not quite what we think it is. 
or should be, you know, because we've been taught wrong all our lives. But I don't know. I really don't know. But what she experienced was genuine. Mm-hmm. But I don't have an answer for it. Yeah. And neither do you. No, I don't. Because even the following day, you know, I rec- I recited those scriptures and I didn't have the same experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't I don't know. But it was but I do know that that day that it happened, it was it was elating. Yeah, it was genuine and it was it was strange. Mm-hmm. It was strange in the sense that it it's not it's not normal like normal human behavior. It mm-hmm. was a real elation that she was experiencing. Now she wasn't over emotional or anything, mm-hmm. but she was just like excited. Like that Jesus was Jesus coming, coming back. He's it- coming soon. And it was, and, and that was really very strong in my, in my spirit mm-hmm. that you knew that you knew that you oh, knew yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to explain it to me. Uh, I can't catch the excitement any more than mm-hmm. I would normally be excited. Yeah. He's coming back soon. I don't know when, <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, that's my attitude. You know, I don't know when, cause I don't. And as bad and dark as things get, you're like, you just hope, um, that you're going to be rescued from this rock at any time, but you just don't know when, or if that's even going to happen in the way we think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really don't know. Yeah. I um, think I was just given a taste of glory. Really? It almost seems that way. You know, you know? I mean? And um, why, I don't know. I mean, if maybe it's just to share with you guys today. I don't mm-hmm. know. It certainly didn't pass on to me. It wasn't like she shared it with me and I went, yeah, I feel it too. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay. Because, you know, I'm trying to, you're trying to test all the spirits. Right. You're trying to test everything and um, to make sure it's of God and it's not some satanic ruse. You know, but like I said before, does, Satan cannot glorify christ Mm-mm. he can't glorify christ or his return or especially his resurrection yeah and the defeat so that he can't do that Mm-mm. he can mimic um you know he can mimic static utterances he can mimic um things like you know like that he can he can he can mimic a holy ghost dance he can do all that stuff but he can't get you to confess Mm-mm. you know christ like that in that yeah. biblical sense. Mm-mm. So I knew it was genuine. I just didn't know why. Right. And then that was uh, on a Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, we drove to the gym because we, we work out on that day. And we drove to the gym. And I think you were still kind of ecstatic in the car. Mm-hmm. And then once we got to the gym and started working out, then you weren't. Yeah. And then uh, it didn't come back. And like you said, the next day you recited the same scriptures and mm-hmm. it just you didn't have that same experience. Yeah. Or whatever like that. So I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way I was like, God, I, I, that would be cool if, you know, in three days, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? This was like, first thing you want to do is fire up this microphone and like do a special broadcast. Hey guys, you know, yeah, yeah you know, it'd be neat. But, but you know, we knew that's not, no, that's not the way it not. works. That's not biblical because no man, no one knows the day or the hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, as much as uh, these idiots, last year, you know, with the whole Shimata, so many people got wrapped up in 2015. It's always around September and October mm-hmm. of every year because that's when Passover is. Mm-hmm. And so somebody out there is counting the feast and they're counting the years and they're doing gematria. And they take the holy name of God and they spell it backwards and they flip it upside down and they, right? And they come up with a date. Every year it happens. But last year, 2015, there was a lot of, I mean, um, yeah, 2015, there was a lot of books written Mm -hmm. about that. And it was a big disappointment. And I'm sure there was a lot of people out there who who bought into it and believed it and then now um, have lost faith Mm -hmm. because that's what it does. Yeah. So uh, we're definitely not those people. We're, we don't do dates and get wrapped up in that stuff. Fact, I go to the other extreme where I just think, yeah, we're all going to die. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know that for sure. I know that's 100% sure that every human has died hmm. and that the humans living here will die unless there is some divine intervention. Right. Um, 
And I know biblically, only Enoch was taken, walked with God and was taken, and Elijah. Uh, that's the only two. Everybody else dies. So that I know for sure. So it's a lot easier for me just to go, hey, you live your life. You do the best you can. Living for the Lord, you're going to die. And, um, you know, be done with it. So do I look up in the sky, look for the Lord's return? Yes. But do I uh, do any kind of date setting or anything like that? Absolutely not. Can't do that. <clears throat> so anyway, that was Linda's experience. So if you have any... Yeah, if you have any insight or anything like that, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, so it was very odd because she doesn't do that. But she woke up and she was all a Twitter about that. And I think it's a beautiful deal. I mean, it's it a beautiful was, scripture. It was really pretty. But um, it's like, well, what's the three days in the great fish? What's the three days in the earth? And then how how is that tied into the coming and the glory of the Father with his angels? Ah, don't know. I think it was just the gospel. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just the gospel. And then just the reality, the spirit gave me the reality of his return. And it was, it was exciting. I mean, I don't even have the word, the correct words to describe the, the joy mm-hmm. and the elation and just the, it was just, it was just, um, breathtaking. Yeah. And I know you were having a hard time articulating it. Mm-hmm. You still can't. Yeah. Because that morning I kept saying, whoa, because I'm trying to tie into the three. I'm trying to tie into, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I got my logical hat on. I'm trying to do the tie in. What is God trying to say here? Mm-mm. And I couldn't do it. And you couldn't, you just said, I just can't explain it. I'm just excited. Mm-hmm. And she was genuinely supernaturally excited mm-hmm. about Christ's return. Almost like she had a glimpse of it. Yeah type of thing so how i felt you know just uh getting a little touched because i knew that if i had too much of it i would probably implode (laughs) because it was just too much to contain yeah and uh that's why i had to speak Mm -hmm. those words it was almost like a prophetic when i say prophetic utterance i don't mean predictive Mm -mm. prophecy in the sense that you're speaking the words of god on behalf of god prophetic utterance Mm -hmm. the biblical prophetic utterance um, and so it's almost like that. So maybe it has something to do with somebody listening today. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe maybe something like that. I don't know. But it's a, a lot of strange things do happen to us. That was one. And um, there's a couple others. Now, on Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving Day, uh, I, I had, I for some reason, I don't know what started it. I wanted to write a song. Uh, now, this... It's Thanksgiving Day. So this is the week before my experience. Yeah, Mrs. Kapow's experience. This is the Thursday before. And um I don't even know what prompted it, but I wanted to write I, I missed I wanted caught I wanted the Lord to return. Mm-hmm. I just had this yearning. I that's all I can explain it. So I wasn't excited like Mrs. Kapow. <laughs> I just had a, like a yearning. I was more emo I was more like an emo. Mm-hmm. Hey, when you came back. Uh, because it's just, this world disgusts me. You were homesick. I'm homesick. Yeah, yeah. this this planet disgusts mm-hmm. me. It just it, it's just annoying. Uh, so I I said I want to write a song about his return. Now I haven't written songs in a while. Um, some of you know that I've written songs as a musician, you know, record stuff. Uh, but I haven't done that in a while. So, but I wanted to do it. So I got my. Uh, my ad, my iPad out, Garage Band, and I just did some basic things that were in my head, and this beautiful melody came out, beautiful melody, and the words were, uh, well, the chorus, the words was waiting now for you, and it was important that it was said that way, waiting now for you, and I still don't know why that's so important, but it has to be said that way. Not waiting for you, but waiting now for you, right? So, uh, I what I did it like in a night. I mm-hmm. kind of put down basic some basic tracks, um, a melody a night, and then I played it for for Miss Kapow. Right? It was the same night I played it for you. I think maybe mm-hmm. it was the next night. I don't know. Yeah. And um, and I says okay because you're gonna you're gonna have to sing it because mm-hmm. I don't sing it. You're gonna have to sing it. And hopefully you can sing in the key of D because that's mm-hmm. what I wrote it in. <laughs> because that's what came to me, right? Mm-hmm. And it's this cool little 
uh, melody. And uh, so it was, it's very soft and very nice and everything like that. But I, the point is that I had this this urge to do it. Now, what I'm going to do with the song, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. What am I going to do with it? Are you guys going to buy it? You want to buy it for a buck? You know, I, I don't know. Am I going to put it on? Uh, yeah, I'm going to put it on CD Baby and iTunes. Then you guys are going to buy it for a buck. <laughs> All 12 of you. You know, I mean, I don't know. What, what am I going to do with it? But I just felt, uh, you know, I should write this thing. So then I began to experiment. Then I took, I took it to uh, my real studio, mm-hmm. my real studio equipment that I have. Rewrote it, and I told Miss Capel it's going to turn out different because now I'm not using GarageBand and all that digital stuff. I'm using me to play the instruments. It's and I know me, so it turns out different, and it did. Mm-hmm. But it's still very pretty and very nice. It's not as soft and sweet as it used to be because, uh, you know, I like it stuff a little heavier. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I have a formula. And um, so anyway, it, it. so then I kept praying probably for what, two two days, two or three days. I kept praying for lyrics. Mm-hmm. And so I'd go to sleep. I know it was for sure two days. I said, Lord, I said, I, I love this melody. Um, I, I love the chord progression, the whole bit. And I knew the song was going, I already had the chorus waiting now for, waiting now for you, waiting now for you. I already knew that. And so I needed the rest of the lyrics. So I would go to bed and I would pray before I go to bed, Lord, give me the lyrics Mm -hmm. because I was hoping I would just sleep and then these lyrics would be downloaded to me from the Holy Spirit. And I'd come well, these are great. And uh, for two nights I prayed and nothing came to me. And um, I think it was the third night. The third night. Yeah, just like the in the mm-hmm. belly of the well and, you know, in the center of the earth. And the third night, um, yeah, I'd prayed the same prayer. The words didn't come to me, but the word did come to me. And the word that came to me in my sleep was, write what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. Because the song is an expression of my yearning for his return. It's not a commercial song for you to buy, all 12 of you, for a buck. <laughs> <laughs> so I can get my $12 back for that countless hours I put into it, right? It's it's not a commercial song about that. No one is going to hear it. No one's going to listen to it. No one's going to care. But it was my expression to Christ that, hey, I want you to come home. <laughs> I want you to come and get me. I've been at the babysitter. <laughs> And I want to go home. And I need to. I need to go home. I got stuff to do, mm-hmm. right? And um, so it was a yearning. So basically, that's what came to me, and it said, "Write what's in your heart. It's already there. Mm-hmm. You just have to write." So wow. So no, the lyrics weren't downloaded to me. But the very next morning, I then took a pad and paper and I wrote what was in my heart, and it didn't come out like your typical Jesus is coming back to take you home song. Mm -mm. It started off with the fall in the garden Mm -hmm. and it, and it moves you from the fall of the garden to Babylon (laughs) and it, it moves you to people building the city in the East, East of Eden. Mm -hmm. The people will go to build that city covered in gold. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the lyrics just started coming to me. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, held together with the blackest of tar, bricks made of fire reaching the stars. Mm. That's Babel. That's the Mm -hmm. Tower of Babel. And you see, we're waiting for him. We're waiting now for him. The fall in the garden, the hissing of the snake, the whispers of the serpent, all of that has caused our homesickness. We're waiting now for you. Mm -hmm. And then in my studies in Genesis... Uh, reading about Abraham and stuff and Miss Capel and I were discussing that this morning is that the fall keeps reoccurring. It's not just Genesis three fifteen. It keeps happening over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time humans take the blessing of God and then try to bring their own blessing through their own human means. Every time the tower of Babel is the same thing. Mm-hmm. God says, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. No, we want to, we don't want to scatter. We want to reach the stars. We want the portal. We want the stargate. Mm-hmm. We want the knowledge. 
And it always ends up in destruction. It's every, every time. Even Abraham did that. Sarah did that. Human circumvention of God's blessing always end up end up in disaster. So the song, it, it, I mean, it came out very nice. I'm still working on it. When I get it done, you can buy it for a buck. Uh, <laughs> maybe a buck 25, right? But um, when I get it done, if it's ever done, I don't know. Um, Linda's got to sing on it and we'll, we'll see. But then what, a few days later, then Linda comes with this three day, three day revelation, you know, Jesus coming Jesus back in her excitement. Mm-hmm. I just think the two are tied together. I mean, mm-hmm. I had this real yearning and I wanted to write this song to him mm-hmm. like, Hey, you know, maybe you're not hearing my prayers or anything like that, but maybe you'll, you'll hear me serenading in your heavenly window. Hey, when you coming back? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I know I know you're busy in Israel and Iraq with Trump. <laughs> with Trump trying to keep Trump out of trouble. I know you're busy, but hey. I'm at the babysitter. Come and get me. I got poopy diapers. I need to be changed. <laughs> So that's that's the depth of my spirituality, folks. Well, yeah, at least you know. You know yeah, I'm not. I don't, I don't pretend to be. Uh, oh, I, I'm the chiefest of sinners, folks. Um, okay, so that happened. <laughs> Miss Capels, she's got the joy of the Lord again. Uh, no, uh, so then. That happened, and then how about? Oh, like I said, a lot of times the Lord gives me His teachings while I'm just waking up. It is really cool too because it's like really quiet, and then I can hear the Holy Ghost just speaking to me about stuff. Um, but as the day went on, it was Friday. Yes, yesterday. And uh, I had just had a really grueling week because um, I've been uh, doing a lot of um, rehearsals and practices for this upcoming tap show that I'm doing. And uh, so Thursday, um, I was at the studio and uh, we were dancing our little hearts out. And the teacher said, well, because the show is next week, I'm giving you Friday off. (laughs) Yes. You know, and I had this idea of, you know, just staying in my pajamas, you know, and just kind of like relaxing. Well, Fridays, we normally clean house. So I couldn't really relax or anything like that. And I was just so tired. And I'm cleaning house and I'm like, you know, complaining in my spirit. Like, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. Right. And Lord kind of spoke to me and says, do you know that your work has value now? Hmm. Tell me more. He goes, before Christ, everything that we did had no value. It was empty. It was vain. You work, you know, you probably get, um, you know, a salary or whatever. Or the things that you do for people, your self-righteousness, your, your good things, your good deeds to people, they're all in vain. Because our our righteousness are as filthy rags unto the Lord. So you really don't reap anything. You're just doing things. But after you're saved, everything that you do, every good thing you do as unto the Lord is counted valuable. It's valuable because when the Lord does come back, you'll be rewarded for your good works. Mm-hmm. So I thought... That is pretty cool. So before Christ, your works are have no value. Yeah. They're empty. They're vain. But after Christ, because you're in him, everything you do is, is unto the Lord. And you know that it has worth. It has value. The Lord is, nothing you do for the Lord is in vain. And that just doesn't mean missionary work or, or anything. It's just your daily life, the, the way you, you live, the way you interact with one another, the way 
the thing, the, 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 the motive behind why you do things. So when you're cleaning house, what does the word of God say? Give, be thankful in all things, mm-hmm. be thankful for all things. And you know, as the Lord was teaching me this lesson, I was enjoying housework. I really was. It was like, yeah, I, I am doing this, but it's not empty. It's not worthless. Yeah. I'm doing it because I'm doing it with a, a cheerful heart as unto the Lord. And he's happy about that. And that was my reward. Yeah. His smile on me. And I was just, and, and it, it changed my attitude. So all those things that we do for as unto the Lord, even when we fail or we've committed a sin and we go to him and say, I'm sorry, I messed up. Mm-hmm. That is a work of God in our life that pleases him. Mm-hmm. It pleases him. And we are doing the work of God that way. When we, when we um, struggle with our sin, when we struggle with things in our life that we're trying to make right, we're trying to conform our image into the image of Christ. We want to follow him. The desire, the things that we desire to do for God, the things that we do, that's God's Holy Spirit. There's nothing that we can do of ourselves. Even Jesus said that I do everything because the, the, the power of God, the Father, gives it to me, gives me the ability same thing with us because we're in Christ the desire that we have to please God and the the ability to do those things to please God is all from the holy ghost and it's that that conforming our image unto the lord and that's what pleases the lord and that has value so everything mm-hmm. everything we do our little attitude the way we wake up the way we interact with people how we do things whether we do it um with half a heart or a full heart, you know, is all unto the Lord. And that's how we should live. Everything that we do is for him. Everything um, we say, our attitudes and the way we interact with people, the way that we interact with God. um, Just remember that when Christ comes back, we're going to be rewarded for all those things. Mm -hmm. That's, I thought that was a really, really neat lesson. Mm -hmm. What I, what I really like about that too, is that you don't have to do anything. Mm -mm. Except be in Christ, right? In the vine, right? And it even the, includes the things we don't do. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yes, that's we have to deny ourselves, take up our cross daily, and follow mm-hmm. Christ. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of things we may want to do, and you know that some some things we like to itch our little flesh, like oh man, it feels it's going to feel good mm-hmm. to do this, mm-hmm. but you don't because you submit to the Holy Ghost because you know that what you want to do is yeah. of the flesh. It, and it's and it's worthless. It's yeah. empty. It's vain. But what we do for God through the Holy Ghost reaps life. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love it. All you have to do is just conform. Be be in Him, and then the works mm-hmm. mean something. And um, yeah, when she told me that yesterday, I thought, man, that is so neat because it's the opposite of what religion does. Mm-hmm. See, man creates religion. What you'll find. Uh, in the study of, of Genesis, it, you will find man constantly trying to circumvent God's blessing by getting his own blessing. Mm-hmm. Eve, Eve did that. God had blessed the couple, replenished the earth. You know, <laughs> well, even um, Abraham and Sarah did it. Sarah, yes. when God promised Abraham an, uh, an heir, mm-hmm. Sarah got impatient mm-hmm. and gave Hagar to mm-hmm. Abraham. And to get to the air that way, so that was of the flesh. And human intervention to mm-hmm. to, to to get to God's blessing, uh, it always it always ends up bad. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is, just because it's successful, like that um, incident there, it was successful, and Ishmael was born, mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's approved by oh, God. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it's successful doesn't mean it's approved. And you, keep that in mind when you see big ministries and big preachers and stuff well they're successful doesn't mean they're approved Mm -hmm. and um and so it's the opposite of religion that these works that you do that come out that have value is the opposite of religion that has you doing works to be religious or to get a blessing Mm -hmm. it's 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 the opposite this flows out of your heart it's like the new testament form of giving right Mm -hmm. that's you know that's why years ago um, 
when I was going to, to a church and I told the pastor, he was looking at me to be a board member. And when I told the, they asked me the question, um, about my tithe, you know, I believe in the tithe, mm-hmm. see, cause they want your board members to give 10% of their salary because your board members at this church made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. And they knew, they knew I made money mm-hmm. at the time. And, um, and when I told them, no, I believe in the new Testament standard, it, uh, it, it all fell apart right. from them. <laughs> you know, and I, and I told us, I'm not being rebellious. I'm just saying that the new Testament is you give out of your heart. And that's, see, those are works that have value. Right. So when you see somebody in need and the Lord tells you, help them out, whether it's financially or moving furniture or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Picking up their, their trash can. Right. From the front of their house on trash being day, kind. being kind, opening the door for them, tipping your waitress, you know, when it comes out of your heart because of who you are in Christ, that's the, what's so beautiful about this, this teaching is that it has value. Right. But if you're just going to the religious practice and doing the things because your religion has told you to mm-hmm. do that, it has no value. No. There's no reward. And that's why at the end of the day, Lord, Lord, didn't we, hey, cast out demons? Mm-hmm. That's pretty heavy. Right. Did we heal the sick? Did we do this? Did we do that? Did we raise missions? Did we have this big TV show? Didn't we? And he said, I don't know you. Depart from me. I don't know you. Because you did iniquity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was a beautiful, beautiful lesson that came to Macab- yes. Kabbalah. So that's like, that's all these, like what, three things that came to us in like mm-hmm. a week, you know, just this different stuff. And then we have one more. I'm going to talk about the orbs. That's right. I'm talking about orbs. aliens. And, uh, but we're going to do that after a commercial break. All right. That has value. know what all this fuss is about about these pestilence i think the scientists are doing a great job clueless in the dark uh, i think the government's doing a good job have no idea what is really going on i have an app for that kapow radio show app for iphone and ipad kapow radio show app for android get the app get a clue hey Vinny, i love politicians I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. FifthHookMedia.com Okay, we're back. Uh, I guess I was wrong. It didn't have value. But anyway, you could get the app. (laughs) (laughs) You could get the app. Okay, so here's the the last weird thing that happened. Was it Thursday? Yeah, it must have been Thursday. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was Thursday. Thursday evening. Uh, I'm driving home from somewhere. I forget where I'm driving home from, but I'm driving home somewhere. Miss Kapow ain't with me. And um, it's 3, 3.30 in the afternoon maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the sky is really trippy. You know, it's it just looks, it's not, um, it's not sunny, but it's not going to rain, but there's a lot of clouds. A lot of clouds. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's real trippy. So I'm driving home and I look up at the sky and I see... Um, and I'm sure there's some kind of scientific name for this where it looks like you have two suns. Uh, there, you, you see a setting sun. Like I said, it's like three or three thirty, So the sun's not quite setting, but it's, it's getting close to dusk, um, over here in Nevada. Cause it starts getting like dark, dark at five or five thirty. Mm-hmm. So to my right behind the clouds, I see what I would believe would be the sun. Because it's it's bright through those clouds, and then to, what what I notice is to the left, there's another light that's just as bright as this this sun. Mm-hmm. There's another light, and between is not light. It's clouds and sky, and you can see some blue sky in there. But you have like two suns. I've seen this before. Yeah, a few years ago. Yeah, in uh, Hemet. In Hemet. Yeah, I've seen the two suns. Phenomenal. I took pictures of it back then too, but I, it looks like two suns. So I'm sure it has something to do with the light reflecting off the cloud and blah, 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 and the moisture. And, <laughs> you know, I, I'm sure there's some scientific logical reason for this, but the, the light to the left had 
this red, and I don't I don't want to say rainbow because it wasn't rainbow colors, but it almost looked like it, it could have been a rainbow or the start of a rainbow. But it had this red um, light coming down from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't quite like a beam of light to the ground. It wasn't like that. It wasn't mm-hmm. a beam. It was, you know, all wonky and shaped weird, but it was this red light being reflected from this light behind a cloud. Right. And at the time I had sunglasses on and when I saw it, it really, really was noticeable. The red, you know, the infrared through the sunglasses really, that's what got my attention. So I took my glasses off and I I can see it with my naked eye. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is that? What is this red coming from this secondary sun thing? And um, so I'm driving and it's, you know, where we live is, is, you know, windy, the streets wind. And I'm like, I need to pull over and take a picture of this. I need to, I need to pull over and take a picture of this. I just really felt the need to take a picture of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, because it was just so odd looking. <laughs> so right before I get to the opening of our little village, I pull over, uh, get out of my truck. I stand on the sidewalk. To, I, and I'm on a, I have an, a, you know, an iPhone, so I'm not using some, you know, fancy wonky, you know, camera and I don't um, zoom it in or nothing like that. I just point it at the two suns in the sky and I snap a photo. Snap. That's all I do. And I go, this is interesting. So um, I immediately text it to uh, Miss Kapow, who was rehearsing and I go, look at these two suns. Amazing. So. Uh, and it was actually a couple of days before I saw a rainbow coming through the sky right out of our backyard. I snapped a picture of that too. It was really pretty. I mean, just like, wasn't even almost bent. It was just like right from the sky straight down. Mm. And it was like right in the middle of our backyard. I mean, it wasn't in our backyard, but I can see it. So anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. So anyway, I come home from seeing the two sons. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Just don't ask me why I did this. I do this sometimes. When I take a picture, I then, uh, if it's on my phone, I then take my little fingers and I blow up the picture and I study it. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why I do this, because in the past that I've done this, You've seen things. I've discovered artifacts, mm-hmm. uh, UFO craft, faces, things that maybe shouldn't be in the picture. So I, it's, I don't know, it's, I don't do it to every picture, but sometimes I just feel the need to do it. This one I did. I took it um, and I opened it up and um, I just began to look at it and I wanted to get a closer look at this secondary sun, this, this yeah. secondary light that I'm sure scientifically is just a reflection off the main light. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it looked bizarre. And what is this red thing? coming down from it it was it was definitely like in the clouds but the cloud was red coming down from it Mm -hmm. streaking down not beaming but like a streak almost like lightning so i open i open it up to study this and so i start i start scrolling down and and really carefully looking at the picture and lo and behold Mm -hmm. right right below the red fire that's coming out of the secondary sun mm-hmm. in the sky but low in the sky and where i took my picture you can see the hood of my truck you can see the mountains and you can see you know our village kind of up on the hill and then you see the sky mm-hmm. there is unmistakably a solid blue orb yep blue 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 mm-hmm. blue yeah, and very distinctive. Distinctive. Solid blue orb. It's not the kind of orb that you take with a digital camera and you get the light reflecting off the lens and you get these orbs around mm-hmm. you. It's not that orb. It's in the sky. It's the only one. It's solid. It's a blue orb. Yep. I took a picture of it. Then as I began to keep scrolling... To the far left of the picture, up in the clouds, there's a very dark streak of cloud, yep. like dark rain cloud almost, but very dark streak. Right in that cloud is a solid white orb. Mm-hmm. 
and it is reflecting the light. Right. So it looks metallic. Mm-hmm. Clear. It's a orb, just like the blue one, but this one's white and it's reflecting the light. So mm-hmm. it has that metallic. It's look. Pretty incredible, really. Yeah, and both of them on there now. Those who have listened to the show last week or the week before, we talked about the Chinese lanterns, you know, and how we, uh, you know, first went, whoa, what's this? And did our due diligence and discovered they were sky lanterns. This was These not- orbs are not sky lanterns. These orbs are nothing but orbs. There's a blue orb and a white orb. I don't know what they are. I can't give you commentary what they are, but I captured them on on photo on an iphone along with these two bright lights that i call a secondary sun i don't know what it is second time in my life i've ever seen this so it was almost like i'm driving my attention is drawn to this thing Mm -hmm. because two lights and then the red the red uh, streak coming down from the secondary light is almost screaming at me pay attention so i snap a fit picture and it does now at the time i took the picture I'm not kidding you, folks. I get back in my truck and fighter jets are flying overhead. Yep. Two fighter jets. Yep. I think there's two. There might have been more. I loud. They were loud because I was at the Walmart and I heard those suckers flying over and they were they were flying low. Low. I mean loud. Now we're out we're out of here. We're about an hour and a half. Um north of, uh, of Vegas, Las Vegas. So there's no big international airport near us. Area 51 is way out, you know, um, you know, past Vegas and stuff like that. There's, um, there's some air force bases out here and they, they now and then you will see military. I mean, rarely, you yeah, know, or yeah. military he- helicopter, but it's not common. Um, like in some areas, uh, like where we used to live, it was more common uh, to see uh, military jets and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why they were flying, but they could just be, you know, doing military exercises. I have no idea. It was odd that these two bright lights are in the sky and then these these jets fly over. But this is before I knew about the orbs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I go home and then that night... Um, I share it with my my neighbor. I have a we have a next door neighbor. We <laughs> you've heard us talk about them before. We love them so much, and they're um, professed atheists. Um, and it's not they're not atheists because they're in rebellion or that they hate God uh, or that they're just progressive liberals and hate the world and refuse to believe in God. They're not atheists because of that. They're atheists because the Catholic Church screwed up their heads. Big time. Big time. The Catholic Church screwed up their heads so much that it's easier for them not to believe in a deity. But what they do believe in is UFOs. (laughs) And it sounds weird, but God does use these kind of things to open up doors. Open up doors. So we have known these folks for a year now. We love them to death. We'll we'll go out to dinner with them. We, um, I mean, we really, really love them. And we have been able to share the gospel of Christ with them. I mean, the one night, what did we do? We went over the whole book of Enoch with them, and, yeah. you know, uh, Jubilees and everything. So we've established this kind of bank with them, this kind of trust where they know they can share some of this stuff with us and they're, it's okay. We're not going to judge them on it, mm-hmm. you know. And so I shared this photo with them about this orb and it really got them, you know, thinking they've, they've had several sightings themselves. Exactly. Uh, they came from a farm in uh, South Dakota, 40 acre farm, and they, they, they've seen things. And, um, so I shared it with them and, and the question is, well, what do you think it is? What is it? You know? Mm-hmm. And so then you're able to, you're able to talk about the times that we're living in about um the planet um Mm -hmm. is scheduled for destruction and a new earth coming you're you're able to then bring some of these things out into conversation and perhaps maybe that's why it happened maybe that's why i snapped the picture i don't know but the fact is 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 that that was like the third weird 
mm-hmm. or the fourth weird thing that happened to but us. See, once again, everything that you do is unto the Lord is yeah. not done in vain. It's going to be used for something. Yeah, that's a good point. That's I mean, a good point. Yeah, because yeah, I just I felt the need to send it to them to show it to them. Um, and they were like, wow. Oh, and they also said they were home and heard those military jets. And they said yeah. it rattled the windows. And uh, so they knew it confirmed exactly what I was saying. Right. And I said, yeah, I just took this picture and, um, you know, 15 minutes ago and here it is. Looky, looky. So, um, I don't know. I'll try to get that on Facebook if I can. Yeah. You know, um, or Facebook media, but. If I can, I'll try to get that on there. But you'll have to blow it up and look for the blue orb towards the bottom in the middle of the picture and then the white orb to the far left. Uh, so, yeah, kind of strange things. So that's about it, Ms. Kapow. Um, I do want to say that um, when we get back to doing our Monday shows, we're going to do this whole Abraham study. I think it's just going to be dynamite. Yes, I believe that. Uh, there's so much to Genesis. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I just go over and over Genesis 3.15 at the fall. I am just like theologically stuck mm-hmm. at uh, the serpent in the garden because as I as you as you progress out everything goes back to that. Right. It's like the, that is like the basic doctrine right. of it everything. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why everything is the way it is. It's amazing and you will find through the story of Abraham how the, the, it keeps looping back. Mhm. It looks loops back to that. And it looks and it loops forward to the Sinai Covenant too. It's just incredible stuff. The Word of God is just so alive. Alive. It's <laughs> it is a living, living Word, mm-hmm. and um, that's why it's a shame when people approach it just as a literary book or a historical book, you know, and try to figure this stuff out. Because without the Spirit, you can't understand what the Spirit wrote. Because it has to be spiritually discerned. Yes. Yeah. And without the Holy Spirit, it's it's a no go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you have the Holy Spirit and a spiritually discerned man, the word of God is just alive and vibrant. And you're like, what? And there's so many layers of it. Absolutely incredible. So I've been getting excited just studying Abraham and, uh, you know, the basics of faith mm-hmm. and why God accounted it to him as righteousness. And what is faith and what was Abraham's faith and what should our faith be? And, um, absolutely amazing. So we're going to get back into that Monday as soon as things kind of settle down a little bit. And I quit seeing aliens and orbs and Linda keeps and quits doing the Holy Ghost dance. I think we'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> I think. I don't know. But if you don't hear from us next week, it's because we got raptured. You didn't. So oh. I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. You see their faces? See Did mine? you see their faces? Did you see mine? Yeah. Did you see mine? Yep, 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 yep. Okay, you have anything to add, uh, Mr. Kapow? No. Then give them a chow, Kapow. Chow, babies. (laughs) 